What's good? Welcome to First Green Podcast presented by Bet Rivers. The commanders take the field for the first time. It doesn't turn out the way we all want, but it is the preseason. On today's show, we're going to look back and see what it all means, what you like, what you didn't like. So, you know, we ready. Let's go. Let's get it. What's good? Welcome to First Stream Podcast presented by Bet Rivers. Make sure you download the Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. Commanders take the field for the first time. Icy white uniforms. Want to know what you all think about those? Man, they looked great out there on the field today. But let's bring in the squad. What's good, Say, How you doing, man? Man, don't nobody care nothing about that drip. <laughs> hey, that drip is special. That drip but you is know what? special. Hey, hey, it's, it's a great day, though. It's a great day. Uh, I got home a little late. I, I got to sit back. I got I got, I got, got everything recorded. I'm ready for some football. Hey, let's bring in a guy we haven't mm. had on. A, we have not had on in a minute, but he's so special to us. Kirby, what's good, bro? What's up, gentlemen? Appreciate y'all having me. It's yeah. a great pleasure to be back here. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming on and always being available. Open seat at the table for sure, for sure. Hey, first off, let's say what's up to everybody in the chat. Bruce Glass, first in a building today, followed by said, go ahead. Kyle, 28-3, always making it known. He said, what's up to Bruce? Hey, then we're going to go down to our guy, Droopy's in the building. Droop's in the building. What's good? Yeah. Hey, listen, today's form is going to be a little different. Hey, Ron O'Neill's in the building, my man, in the building. Yo, the jerseys look sweet. Want to know, man, what do y'all think? Commanders take take the field for the first time. In the first uniform that they wear, they come out all white. Nice, icy white uniforms. Clean look. What do y'all think? Well, if we're, if we're opening the floor, I, I, I'd i say from what I've seen highlights-wise, um, they look decent. It's uh, not my favorite jersey, I'll say, but I'm not saying I don't hate it, okay. uh, Paulie. But um, – uh, just looking at the jersey, looks like if you get that dirty, it's going to be a pain in the butt to wash out. That's why sure. they make plenty of them. That's why the players get them first, and it takes us months to get our jerseys. Uh, Drew said the white's okay. Hey, said Bruce Glass said your Falcons got the W. We're going to talk yes, about sir. that, yes, too, sir. Man. I, I, like I said, I'll go, like I was telling uh, everybody, I didn't get a chance to see him just yet, but uh, uh, you know, like the one you got on, it's, it's not too bad. I, I can't hey. complain. Listen, the one the one thing that I I, I I would like to see is a stripe down the pants, right? I mean, because it's white on white in the pants, they 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 look plain, but it's a clean look, and that's all you really want out of a uniform is a real clean look. Uh, so coming onto the field, we look good. The white on with the burgundy helmets on top, it looks it looks real nice. The players play hard. What more do we want, right? 
we want a W. That's really what we really want. We all we all care about a W. Um, let's get into this game. All right. So first team comes out three and out. First team, hey, in, in the chat, hey, y'all get in this chat. Let us let it be heard. What you like, what you didn't like. Um, so, but the first team comes out three and out, and then we go on to uh, let the Panthers go down the field. They kick a field goal to start it off. We come back, and then here it comes. Uh, here it comes, the Gibson fumble. The Gibson fumble leads to the first touchdown. And I was in the, I was in a space on Twitter watching the game, listening to the game, listening to Corey, and all I heard was, Gibson's got to go. Trey Gibson right away. <laughs> I mean, he, he's cost us games with his fumbling and, and things like that, but uh, are we ready to give up on Gibson yet? Uh, let me know in the chat. Kirby, are you ready to give up on Gibby? Absolutely. He's fumbled way too many times. I mean, it's starting to become a liability for this commander's football team. And if you keep Gibson around longer and you continue to have faith in Antonio Gibson, he will continue to do what he does. I'm not sure what it will take if they do keep him to have him stop fumbling the ball, but fumbling has been an issue for Antonio Gibson in years past. And it's about time that the coaching staff needs to address it by either sitting him on the bench or letting letting him go. Because, like I said, yeah, fumbling's an issue, and if you're going to continue to fumble and lose the football, it should be next man up. This team should be about the next man up mentality if the player doing what they're paid to do is coughing up the football all the time. A guy like Brian Robinson, you look at him, six carries for uh, 26 yards and a touchdown um, today. So obviously it's preseason, but still, if Antonio Gibson continues to trend in the direction of losing the football, I feel like there seriously needs to be a uh, change that needs to be addressed. Well, um, he did come back on the field with the second unit, but after that fumble, it was all Brian Robinson, uh, J.D. McKissick uh, from there until the second unit came on, and those guys were done. Uh, say it. Now, you, you, noted, you noted in the offseason that he did work on his ball security uh, with a couple of other things. So, I mean, you come out, and first game, you give it up again. And that's what's surprising. That's what's surprising about, about him fumbling the early as he did you know, in the game. You know, just the first preseason game. And 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 it's it's it makes it it makes it seem like he didn't get any action during training camp. We know he did, but that's what it makes it seem like. You come out and you already putting the ball on the carpet. The the bad thing for him is he got a workhorse behind him from Alabama that ain't gonna put the ball on the carpet. Right. So right. so what this what this does is they go back into practice next week, and guess who may be getting reps with the number one team? Right. Right. Now, listen, uh, that, that's something to think about there. A lot of times these Alabama running backs come in and they have to wait their turn. So they don't they don't have as many bumps and bruises on their body, so much wear and tear on their body as someone that may have been a starter of uh, Leonard Fournette. You know, at LSU was the number one back the whole time he was there. 
and and Brian Robinson had to wait behind a, a, a Jacobs, right? Mm-hmm. And he got some run, but now his game has the opportunity of getting better, a true running back, not a converted running back. And um now Gibby, you got a you got an upfield battle. You number one, but are you really number one? Right. You know, uh how y'all feel about Brian Robinson being the number one back over Gibson. Is it time to uh, make that shift? You know, Brian Robinson, number one, and uh, Gibby, number two? Hey, it's preseason. It's, it's preseason. If you're going you, huh? you to find out in live action against another team that you're not practicing against, here you go. Game two, who, let, bring him out as a starter. Let him run that rock and see what happens. Facts. I don't think that uh, defense in practice – I don't think that they take it easy on the offense, but another team, another team scrimmaging joint practices with, they trying to make names for themselves. They trying to flash. And I think they go after the ball a lot harder. Uh, what do y'all think? What? Whoa. Whoa. Uh, uh, Hawk, what, what, Hawk, you in the building, but that you, you caught us off guard Whoa. right there, bro. Oh, come on. <laughs> Come on, Harlem Shake Hawk in the building, man. What's good, man? We appreciate you jumping in, man. Hey, Bruce Glass said he likes Robinson. He likes Robinson. I like Robinson, too. Uh, The 8 showed very well today. He showed very well. Well, I mean. Go ahead, Kurt. From what I've seen, I think Robinson looked very good. Yeah, like I said, it is the first week of the preseason. Um, so a lot of evaluation needs to be made um, until the start of the second preseason game. I, I feel like for me, this is just um, going through in my mind. The first preseason game, you sort of get a vanilla look at who's playing well in game situations um, and who isn't. In the second game, you gauge more of where you want to put the player facing off against which team, because in preseason you probably have your first, second, third team um, on the field um, throughout the course of a game. And yeah, I, I feel like if Brian Robinson can keep up and continue those reps, because like I said, six carries, 26 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I, I feel like he can do very well, but I mean, from the highlights I've seen, I think he did a pretty good job. But a uh, first string, I feel like there has to be more of a sample size before you can immediately say, oh, yeah, let's bump Ryan up to the first string just because Gibson keeps fumbling the football. Whoa, but as a running back, you're, you have two primary jobs. And your first primary job is ball security. And your second mm-hmm. primary job is uh, pass pro. Yeah. So that means that if Robinson can show well in pass pro, and we already see that he has great ball security, one of the things that we all spotted when when we drafted him was that he he hasn't lost a fumble throughout his college career. Right? A- am I right on that? Said no fumbles lost. Right. I mean, because he, he only started. He only, he's played sparingly, but when I mean sparingly, I mean you, you got to understand when we say sparingly in Alabama, that means they up 45, 55. You know, and he may play the third or the fourth quarter. That's what, that's what I mean, sparing. You know, 
but he didn't have mileage on him. He didn't he didn't put the ball on the carpet. I mean, to right. address what Kirby was saying, I, I'm not saying that we we need to bump him bump uh, uh, Gibson down, but you got a legitimate running back behind him, you know, that that's gonna run hard, that's gonna hold a ball. Yeah, it's NFL. This is preseason. What better time to find out now than before the season? Because right. at this point, I agree. If Gibson comes in in the second quarter of this next game, after you take the after you take the rookie out and he put it on the carpet again, you know, yeah. What well, what, what can we say? I'm I'm a hundred percent with you right there on that. If you continue to put the ball on on the turf, you're showing us who you are. You're 100%, right? You're showing us who you are. He's placed the ball on the turf constantly, and now we have to adjust to who he is. A converted wide receiver, and Ron, Ron uh, Rivera said he he's a little lax in his ball security when he's trying to hit it at 1,000 miles, right? But today's fumble was as he was going down, it looked like he was trying to brace brace himself and that's when the ball got punched out. But that's what defenders do. They get paid when it's been put out there that you are suspect with your ball security. Now we're going to target that ball. We did it to Ezekiel Elliott, right? Mm-hmm. Early in his career, he was a fumbler. We attacked him when he was in crowd crowds, when he was going to the ground, and he put the ball on the ground for us. And how do you fix it? you got to stop doing that. Uh, I agree. Uh, I, I see what you're saying right here, Hawk. He says we're not pan- we're not playing him as as the Debo Samuel's utility knife. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Gibby is you say Gibby is that, but uh, you can't be that because I don't believe Debo puts the ball on the ground. Say it. Check me on that, Debo. He, he, I don't think he loses that many fumbles. And speaking of the 49ers, they looked incredible yesterday. And uh, Trey Trey Young, yes. He had a couple of lasers that he dropped off and and they took to the house. So we'll get to them a little later. If I'm correct, Toothpick, um, Debo Samuel's new contract has incentives for um, going out into the wide, um, going to the running back position and making plays out of the backfield and stuff as well. So that helps his cause to be one of those Debo Samuel utility knives. And I think it's one of a kind, to be honest with you. I'm surprised more teams don't try to use people like that. Yeah, I, I feel you on that curve. Um, well, well, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Well, I, I, um, I pulled up for Debo Samuels. Uh, 2019, he had two fumbles. 2020, he had none. And 2021, he had four. All right. He had four. Uh, but he also built a uh, 49ers out of a lot of games by getting that man the ball and give these costs the commanders – uh, slash football team some games it's 15 after it's time to lace your pockets we're gonna play a little who you got we have three games for you two nfl and we're gonna dip our toe into the english premier league and you're gonna see why once we pull this graphic up so if you don't know too much about soccer you need to get ready because this game is tomorrow and uh we're gonna get you paid all right so our first game that we're going to hit you off with today is the Cowboys game. All right, the Cowboys versus the Broncos. These two teams had a joint practice, so I really would not count on seeing much of Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson. Don't know yet, but here's the spread. Uh, The Cowboys are plus five at minus 109, and the win line is plus 188. 
The Broncos, wow. yeah, the Broncos are minus minus five at minus one twelve and minus two thirty five. Uh, the over under set at thirty four, and uh, that under that over is minus one hundred seven, and the under is one thirteen. Droop already know you got the Cowboys, but. Uh, we really don't care who you got. <laughs> oh, oh, he surprised me. He said Denver in the money line. Wow, that's a Cowboys fan. Denver in the money line. Kirby, who you got, man? This is preseason still, this correct? This is preseason, yes, sir. I mean, preseason, it's so hard to gauge, in my opinion, because you have so many different yeah, players rotating in and out. The games aren't like you expect. I will say Denver money line. All right, that that uh total has gone down. Matter of fact, you know all of these lines are brought to you guys by Bet Rivers. Uh, make sure you go to Bet Rivers or go to www.betrivers.com. So that's on the app. And the line the line has changed since we started. It's down to four and a half now. So make sure you check that. That win line for the Dallas Cowboys is plus one seventy five, and it's down to two twenty for the Denver Broncos, and it's at four and a half now. And uh, we got Bruce going Denver in the over. We got Cal going Cowgirls. All right. <laughs> and and Droop saying the Cowgirls don't play. I mean, Cowboys, Dallas, uh, they don't do good in the preseason. I'll say who you got. Um, You're right, because you guys, they did play against each other. If, they, right. if, they if the starters play one – series they probably won't um i think the cowboys have a better backup because they got danucci who played what uh uh dude Danucci got the better backup they got Danucci. the better backup they got the better backup you Trust can't me. hate on danucci i'm sorry <laughs> hey, they got danucci as the backup so with, with that being said uh because they trade away uh lock from denver i don't even know who the backup is at denver right i'm right. gonna look that up I'm gonna go okay. with the Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in the plus money. Cowboys and the plus money. Oh, that's on the win line, huh? Okay, right. I got you. He got the Cowboys on that win line. Uh, so for me, these preseason games, you know, I'm taking that over. Uh, just like today, the Commanders versus the Panthers, they hit that over today. Um, so I'm gonna lock that in, and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> do i dare say it well let's move on to the next game <laughs> i just can't bring myself to say the cowboys <laughs> i mean i did but oh man it was tough that was tough right there hey this one right here should be a bomb burner we got the la rams versus the la charges that sounds weird don't it uh two la teams and this line is just about Right. The only thing that has changed on this is nothing. Okay. So we got the spread at plus two and a half uh, for the Rams. And that's set at plus uh, 102. Their win line is plus 132. For the Chargers, we have them at minus, minus two and a half, minus 124 on their spread. And the win is a minus 159. The over under set at 32 and a half. Uh, minus 110 on the over, minus 110 on the under. So we good both ways there. Uh, say it, who you got, man? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Chargers. 
because uh, I know the Rams quarterback is not going to play. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. He won because one, he got soreness in an arm, mm-hmm. which is which is bad. And they talking about that red nine preseason. It ain't preseason game one, and he got soreness in an arm. Just got to so, get him to week one. Exactly, they're trying to get him to week one, and I think the Chargers, the thing the Chargers will come out and play that that number one defense they're trying to put together. So they don't they don't stack the real deep over there. The defense will play at least one series, maybe two. And uh and I think LA is gonna rest a lot of people. So yeah, give, give me the charges in this one. Kurt. Um, I, I, I agree with uh said I'll go with the Chargers because Stafford won't be playing. I guarantee you that. Um, with arm shortness, they won't even risk it. Um, so I, I, I think the Chargers um have a good chance to beat the uh, Rams here. A lot of these games really come down to your third and fourth stringers, sometimes fifth stringers, who want to make the team, who want to show the coaches I belong in the NFL. Heck, we had that happen for us today with number uh, 16 on our squad, which we're going to talk about here later. He wants a chance. Um, The Rams, McVay, they will not play their starters. They barely enter the draft. They draft people because they Mm -hmm. have to, right? But they know what team they what kind of team they have. This is a squad that's absolutely looking for player number 53, player number 52, player 51 to solidify some room or special teams. I'm definitely going with the Los Angeles Chargers for the win. <laughs> all right. And I, I do like the over too, because all of these teams are going to be trying to do something special. Let's see. Uh here. Droop said Rams money line. Kyle said San Diego money line and the over. Bruce Glass likes the charges and the over as well. All right. So this is one that, that Kyle's is definitely going to appreciate right here. The English Premier League. And you got me into that golf thing, man. Uh, I, I'm so mad at you for that one right there. But but you, you made me try it. All right. Um, <clears throat> We got Chelsea versus Tottenham. Look at the lines, fellas. Look at the lines wow look at the lines when i told you i'm trying to get you paid i'm trying to get you paid (laughs) go to www.betrivers.com or download that app when you go to soccer when you go to soccer you have another 230 ways to bet this game plus plus money all over the place do yourself a favor go to www.betrivers.com get involved now, here's what I'm going to give you about this. Out of the last five games, Chelsea has won. They've beaten Tottenham, right? They are in the fifth, I'm sorry, the seventh and eighth position right now in the English Premier League. These teams literally are battling to stay relevant in their divisions. So you, you, you'll want to get involved. They're, you'll you'll want to get involved in this right here. All right, so we got a tie, which you can bet on in soccer. A tie is plus 250. For wow. Chelsea to win, it's plus 128. Positive money all over the place here for Tottenham to win, plus 235. The reason for that is because Tottenham has not beaten Chelsea in the last five games. They have not beaten Chelsea in the last five games. So what did we say? When you do, you do. <laughs> when you do, you are due, right? <laughs> the over under set at two and a half. The 
the over under set at two and a half. The over is uh minus one hundred three, and the under is minus one eighteen. All right, said you yelled at me. <laughs> even putting soccer on the board. I said, shut up and do some homework. I must, I must say, I must say, I'm not a Zakir fan. I mean, I just, I didn't grow up with soccer, so forgive me. I had to dig into it. So what did I do? I called somebody who was. He said, he said, uh, Tottenham will overpower Chelsea this weekend. He believes Tottenham's forwards are better than Chelsea, and Chelsea's not the same team as it was last year. So, with that being said, Tottenham would be my pick. Tottenham for the win, or are, how are you for, planning? Oh, for the win, my brother. For, for the, the win. win. For okay. the win. For the dub. Look at what my man Cal said. Look at what my, I told y'all, man. Cal, Cal making money, placing bets, cash and checks. Look at what my man got here. Look at what my <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Cal hey, is making bets and catching Cal, checks, boy. I ain't Cal, mad at you, Kyle. I ain't mad Cal at you. Ordered. Cal is on it, man. Listen, the English Premier League, wake up Sunday morning, cash a check. Wake oh. up Sunday morning, cash a check, shout, bro. Shout out my boy Pete Therese for that uh, information. Shout there out Pete Therese. There you go. Okay, Kirby. Dip your toe in the English Premier League, man. What you doing? I, I babble in the English Premier League. I won't say I'm an expert by any stretch. But I think Tottenham will give Chelsea a run for their money, but I think it's going to end up in the tie to a plus 250. The plus 250. I like it. I like your outside-the-box thinking. Also, when you when you bet soccer, you can bet by the quarter. You can bet um, Chelsea to score a goal and or the score to be tied at this at this break, at that break. It's amazing what you can do with this thing, man. But uh, for me, my pick also is going to be Chelsea for the win at plus 128. I'm going with Chelsea uh, at 128. So there you go. Three different opinions, three different outcomes, and we get you paid. And we get you paid. So no matter who you roll with, you're going to get some money. You're going to get some money. Hey. Hey. Make sure y'all watch that English Premier score for tomorrow and come back come back at us on Tuesday and let us know what you think, man. Uh, let's get back to the Commanders real fast, all right? <clears throat> let me give you something here. Our second string, our first team offense went out onto the field three times and Ron pulled them off after they scored. I really can't appreciate the fact that he wasn't satisfied with what he saw. He said he was going to have them out there for about maybe 10 to 12 plays. He wasn't, they didn't do what he wanted, what he wanted. The outcome for them wasn't what he needed to see. So he trotted them back out there for a third series. And that's when they actually went down the field and scored. They mixed and matches some nice passes. He targeted Terry. When he targeted Terry, we started moving the ball, right? Hit Terry. Um, Hit Curtis Samuels, hit the tight end a couple of times, ran the ball with Brian Robinson. We targeted Terry deep. We had uh, some pass interference on the play when we tried to target Jahan Dodson. The rookie didn't show too much, but we wound up putting the ball into the end zone on that drive. But the party all got started with going at number 17, right? <laughs> he's he's our number one wide receiver. When he got the ball in his hands, like everybody else calmed down and was like, let's go do this. Let's put this ball in the end zone and show what we got. Um, 
my question really is this. Who stirs the drink for the commanders, in your opinion? Who is the person that has to have the ball in their hand or the person on defense that makes this team go? Who is it? Because after they scored, you just saw that defense just kick it up a notch, too. Um, Who do you think it is, Curb? In this game, I think Terry. I think Terry had some good plays. Um, um, I mean, small sample size again. I didn't get to watch much of the game, but I saw a couple highlights where Terry was looking good. I, I think I saw Jahan in there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Dodson had maybe one or two good catches as well. I, uh, I I thought I saw a highlight like that. I'm not 100% sure, but I do recall seeing a, a good Terry player too. But like I said, um, I didn't catch the whole game. So I can't, I can't really say with certainty who stirred the drink for the commanders today, but I, I'd go on a limb and say Terry because he got paid and um, he's our number one, uh, the commander's number one wide receiver. Right. Right. Well, I will, I will I will come out and say at this point it might have been the head coach because the head coach came out and said, "Look, y'all not doing what we need y'all to do," and he put the starters back on the field. I mean, for this for this game for yeah. this game, he put them back on the field. Him saying y'all going back out there because this is not what I want. But this game, it would be the head coach. He did what he was supposed to do. He pulled he pulled a guy to fumble. Put somebody in his place. We doing it. You, we gonna set an example early. This is what we want for this team. This is my third third year. We should be better. So with that being said, them coming out throwing the ball to Terry, adding the run along the way. Cause I mean, like I said, I watched Brian Robinson run the ball. He's a tough punishing runner. Once you get a tough punishing runner in the game, that makes the defense creep up. So when they're creeping up. Everybody on the outside is on islands. That's better for the quarterback in the long run. Yeah. So in this case, I got to give it to the head coach. Got to give it to the head coach. I like it. I like it. I I, I absolutely don't like I really love what you said right there because uh, Ron Rivera did say this is year three. This is where the team takes a tr- tremendous step forward. Um, and, and we're looking forward to uh, a, a big a big leap, something more than seven wins, right, Kurt? Give me more than seven wins. Fans want 10, 11, 12 wins. I, I mean, I've heard people say we're going 17 and no. You know, I, I say take a step back off of that. Let's just get to double-digit wins for the first time and, and uh, secure a playoff spot. Uh, with that being said, now let's let's look at this defensive side of the ball real fast because everybody gets excited about the offensive side of the ball. I think the defense did pretty well. I know, Curb, you didn't see all of it in – and, and said you you got to watch the re, the replay of it. <clears throat> as far as our defensive line goes, I think they they played well. I need to see more from our linebackers. And I, I heard this in in the chat. And Bruce Bruce may have heard me say this too earlier today. When Gibson fumbled, I heard someone say trade him for Roquan Smith. <laughs> trade trade him for Roquan Smith. Well, the money doesn't exactly match up. Roquan mm-hmm. Smith uh, is about nine million, and and uh, Gibby is uh, one point three right now. And next year he'll be one point one and a half mil. So the money don't match up. So you would have to give up something else too. Um, I, I need to see more out of our linebackers, but I did. 
this is what I did like. I did like Jamin Davis coming downhill, striking, forcing running backs to make cuts in the hole to his teammates. That was a positive for me. But at the same time, I still saw the secondary letting people make catches and then coming up for tackles and things like that. So I liked it. I liked the, the punishing hits that they put out there today. Um, something to build on, seeing as how it's the first preseason game. Um, Hawk TV is saying uh, it's winning time. Get the commander's units ready. Get the, the comms units ready. I got you. I got you. I hear what you're saying. Uh, coaches shouldn't have to build off a 2020 season. They took the foot off the gas by having a, a wrecked season last year. Uh, and it says uh, the Bears just paid their running back Montgomery last season. Hey, a running back by committee because I, I, I don't I don't believe, like I said, the money don't match up, Hawk. The money doesn't match up for Roquan Smith for for Gibby. It don't it don't match up. But we need linebacker help. It's the, the you, you the money doesn't match up. One, like I I point out earlier, he put the ball on the carpet. Just saying. No, none personal. Two. Roquan Swift had led the team in tackles for two out of three years. He's been there. He's been to the Pro, he's been to Pro Bowl twice. So at that at this point, that means he's on an elite level. So to get him and to hold on to him, you're gonna have to be willing to pay him at an elite level. And the fact that he doesn't have an agent and the team is talking directly to him, and what they're saying is not matching up to what they're showing him. So at this point. You know, his trail level for the team is probably about this big. Hey, this is a heck of a take. And mm. I, I'm just going to give you a thumbs up just for typing this in there, uh, Hawk. I'm just going to give you a thumbs up just for having the, 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 the stones to type this in there. I would move Samuels and Payne, if oh. anything. You would mm. move Samuels and Payne. Bodies right there. Hey, with the plan that they have for Curtis Samuels, the the plan is to keep him healthy, right? Think of it this way. Deshaun Jackson, if Deshaun Jackson wasn't feeling it in practice and he was with Andy Reid, Andy Reid would tell him, go, go, go get treatment, right? Because we need that player for Sunday. I think that's the plan for Curtis Samuels. If you if you don't feel good, we need you on Sundays. Not to just shut down practice, not to just shut them down for practice, but come get your work in. But we're not going to push you to the point where you could injure yourself and not be a hundred percent for Sunday. Mm-hmm. Curb, do you think that's the plan for him? Because Curtis Samuels is a key piece for us. Um, Hulk, the best way I can explain this is think of it this way: put. Curtis Samuels, uh, Jahan Dotson, Terry, Logan. Uh, I'm going to say Logan, even though I know Logan coming back soon. Put Logan and you put J.D. McKissick on the field, right? Who's lining up at the backfield? Because you could put J.D. McKissick out in the slot. You can put Curtis Samuels in the backfield. Now, if you play a man-to-man, and you have a dedicated person for Curtis Samuels, you got to show that. 
you letting right. Carson Wentz read your read your mail right away when you have him lined up in the backfield. And you can motion it and put put JD back in the backfield and put Curtis in the slot, but you made the defense show their hand. I don't know, Kurt. Um I I think Ron Rivera has a plan for Curtis Samuel this season. Um, if fans are going to get behind it, because I know that fans are getting frustrated that every single time Curtis Samuel comes out, he always gets injured one or two games in and in practice. He he said straight up, um, to uh, I, I forget who it was, but he said, I'm coming out, I'm playing week one. So I, I think there is a plan in place to make sure Curtis doesn't get injured in practice, giving him light reps, making sure he's good to go week one. Because once again, if you, um, I would hope, I know for a fact, Ron Rivera wouldn't rush anybody back too early. So if Curtis wasn't a hundred percent ready, he wouldn't be playing week one. I know that for a fact, but I think they're just taking precaution making sure it's nothing more serious. And if he gets the rehabilitation he needs and get ready for week one, Hey, I think that's going to be his plan. But I think Ron Rivera um, has a specific, specific plan in place uh, for Curtis Samuel to be ready to go. Oh, okay. Uh, Gunny man said they were showcasing Armani Rogers. Uh, yeah, he did some great things today, too, um, uh, Monty Rogers did. Um, yeah, he had three catches for 12 yards, average four. Uh, he had a longer six. He was targeted five times. So, yeah, he, he caught more than 50% of his passes. Uh, good call on that one, Gunny. Uh, I, I, I mean, literally, and I think they just – you know, no, we, we already know Curtis Samuels was was one of those uh, Capanthers, you know, that we talked about earlier before. Yep. So he has time with Rivera coming from Carolina to Washington. So uh, Rivera probably has a trust with him and a longer leash with him because he's seen some of the heights that Curtis Simmons had, you know, from being in Carolina. Uh, now, how long a leash that's going to happen, because at some point, no matter what you do, you know you you got to be on the field to to make a make an impact anywhere you go. You can't make an impact from the sideline. So Correct. hopefully, the use or well, not use the um, the non use, the resting that they give him, he's still getting what he needs to the the move toward the football shape while staying staying healthy at the same time. I mean, we we won't find out until week one whether or not he's ready to go. Yeah, and Curtis today, Curtis had uh, he had two catches for 14 yards, seven. He had a longer – he averaged seven, a longer eight with three targets. So he caught two out of three passes that was thrown his way. Let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. And a name that jumped off the page today was Stevie Sparks, number 16. He's a defensive back – we just signed. Defensive back, 6'1", 210, 26 years old, four years – of NFL experience. He's out of Oklahoma. This guy was all over the field. When I say all over the field, everywhere. He was everywhere like air. When I was in the uh in the, the Twitter space, uh my guy was going bananas about 
Stevie Parks, Stephen Parks, right? He was going bananas about Stephen Parker. He had uh, three to- three total tackles. He had two solo. But the guy was everywhere. Everywhere. He had two pass defenses as well. Everywhere like air. When I tell you, he flashed today. He flashed. Before we get to the next player that flashed today, um, I just got to tell you, man, some, some guys that flashed really, really good today, uh, Jeremy Reeves had a sack, had a tackle for loss. Jeremy Reeves, that's what he does, though. Jeremy Reeves, that's, this is what he does. Um, oh, man. David Bada flashed a half a sack. And that's a name that uh, Scott Jackson keeps telling everybody, watch out for David Bada. David Bada did some great things. Daniel Wise, when he was on the field, did some good things today. Uh, Corn Elder. Corn uh, Elder did some great things today. I've heard also, a lot about him. Yes, Corn Elder did did some great things. They had a, a a huge hit. Him and uh him and another guy just just really demolished this wide receiver in the third quarter. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. Somebody else, somebody else that had a good game today. Daniel Wise, I hit up. Danny Johnson had four tackles, four solos today. Jeremy Reeves, I hit Cole Holcomb. You know, he did Cole Holcomb things. Uh, William Bradley, the King, had some great pressures today. He had one quarterback hit. Uh, Trey Walker, one quarterback hit. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the winner of the day, Sam Howe. Sam Howe. I would agree. When that, when he came out, I said, hey, Sam Howe's going to have to show some mobility. He's playing behind the third string line, third and fourth string line. You you switching players in and out. You switching guards to tackle to see if they can play tackle. You switching centers to guard to see if they can play guard. You switching guards to center. So you got to show some mobility when you're that third quarterback on the depth chart. And Sam Howe did exactly that. He was four for 16, 145 yards, nine-yard average. He did get sacked twice for 11 yards, had a quarterback rating of 86.7. But rushing, Sam Howe had three for 19, averaged 6.3, and two tutties. You got two L's in Sam Howe. He had two touchdowns rushing today. He had some nice passes. He sailed a couple, and then he had a couple that he wished he could have had back, like, a swing route out of, uh, in the backfield. He didn't give the receiver a chance. Um, from what you heard, Kurt, cause I know you didn't see it all. Uh, what do you think about Sam today? I think Sam is sort of in a way carried the team on his back because from what I could tell in the stat line, but correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel like, um, that before that, the, the commanders were lackluster. We're trying to get something going and couldn't Sam Howell came in, looked pretty good, had great mobility, ran in for two touchdowns and uh, sort of kept the margin close. Uh, even though the commanders did lose this game, uh, he, they kept the margin very close towards the end and only lo- lost 23 to 21. So right. I feel like in a way he carried the team on his back. Mm-hmm. But it, it, definitely something to look at Sam Howell with his mobility and how well he was um, just – it was great. I saw both those touchdowns, and I I was very pleased. Say it. Uh, again, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, so I didn't 
I didn't get to check his footwork, his release, how fast he got rid of the ball. But I mean, according to what you're saying, you know, he threw uh, a couple touchdowns. Uh, yes, sir. For Sam Howell to have done that against, you know, with the third unit, you know, was pretty good. Uh, I would. Wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised also not to interject, you said, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Howell gets bumped up to play second what? team reps. You, I was getting ready to say that. <laughs> My hey, man. My hey, great minds think alike. I was getting ready to say that. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lied to you now. I'll get ready to say that. Because I was saying if he threw two touchdowns against third string, they may bump him up. No, he it's, ran for two touchdowns. He ran. I mean, uh, I mean, once they scored two touchdowns, I should have said two touchdowns. They may move him up to see what he does against a little bit better squad. You see, know, before Greg the last might one. think life right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. Attitude. I'm saying the said, wrong names here. Sam Howe is official, right? And Bruce said, uh, I was pleased. He said, I was pleased with what I saw Sam Howe today. He played against second and third stringers, but it's still pros he's playing against, right? I'm going to tell you something. I, I said this in the, in, um, in the space as well. I, I said this in the space. I said, this goes back to a question that uh, Ron O'Neill had, my main man Ron had, right? Ron said, how long does it take to build a winning team, right? Think about this. Sam Howell holds a clipboard all year. Carson Wentz had to play his way to a new contract or he plays his way off the team, right? Either way. But Sam Howell sits back and learns. You give all of your skilled players a year in the system together, Jahan Dodson, all these guys a year in the in it and then you drop sam howell and don't forget if sam howell would have came out his sophomore year he'd have been able to come out his sophomore year he'd have been in a, a first rounder right he had no talent his last year at north right. carolina around him and he had to do a lot of it himself so we know that this guy can play we know that he could play so sam howell is really in a great position to sit back learn and then capitalize next year or the year after that when, when you have Cole Turner in, in mid-season form, when you have Logan Thomas back off of that ACL after a full year, when you have Terry, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson in his second year, when you have Robinson in his second year, right? What do y'all think? Am I, am I nuts here? Am I on the island and thinking this way? Or does the future really look bright like we could have a sustained winning culture? Go ahead, Kirby. You, you guess. Yeah, I think it's more than that. Yes, you could say the pieces are there on paper. looks like they could have a good season. But yet again, this is the Washington Commanders. And we've thought that, oh, man, this could be a winning 10-win team, 11-win team to the playoffs. And then they come out and only win three or four games. So, I mean... Yeah, on paper, it looks like it. But once you get out there, you, who knows what you can see? Anything can happen in this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, say it. I mean, he's right. Uh, in, in, anything can happen in, in his league. Uh, I, will say that, I will say this about Sam Howell. He, he was on the track to be high with number one pick 
the year he had all that talent. Not to knock him, but true quarterbacks are still do their best with the lack of talent around them. And he struggled. Nothing, like I say again, nothing personal. And he struggled. Uh, uh, I can give you a perfect example, and it's going it's to make you laugh. Jake Frum had all, all the talent around him he could. Now in the NFL, he can't throw a ball to save his life. But that is that that's different though, right? I mean, he, he was on a team. His, he was on a team that didn't have that much talent. But he still, but Sam Howe still took his team with less talent to a bowl game. They lost the Mayonnaise Bowl game. That's six and, games, pick. Come on, pick six games. But he, <laughs> he did what he did with no talent, though. I know what you're saying. I, I know what you're trying. I know what you're saying. But six games, six games, pick. A six you games played, to get you, you a played, bowl game. You played twelve games. You played twelve games a year. You won half of facts. Facts. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's but struggling. everybody. But, but listen, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not knocking him. But everybody don't make it to bowl games either. Everybody don't make it to bowl games. I was just about to see. What? You, we hey, must be on. We must be on something today. We must them, be on something today. Them six <laughs> wins are tough to come by in college football, yeah. right? And to make it to the playoffs is even tougher. But what it does show you is, look, this wide receiver may be a freshman and he's not ready yet, mm-hmm. but he's on the field. And I'm going I'm to I'm get him some balls when I can. But if he's not open, and then I know this guy over here is slow as mayonnaise and he's not open, I, and I got to take off to survive, I'm going to do that. But when that, when you put me back with the pros and you put me with the, the 1% of the 1%, and this guy can win his match, and I know he can win his match, watch me hit him with this dart. Just right. like just like uh, Mr. Attitude said, Kelvin Harmon dropped the dot from Sam Howe. And he did. And I know exactly what play you're talking about. That's the one he, Sam Howe, he he let it go. He let it fly. And um, he didn't catch it clean. He tipped it up in the air, but his foot went out of bounds and he came back and caught the ball. They, they hit him with the illegal touching because he was the first one to touch the ball after going out of bounds. So that's the play you're talking about. And I totally agree with you right there on that. Uh, baby girls in the building, say it. For sure, for sure. I said right. on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, Sam Howe definitely, definitely did his part. He still has everybody hype about him. Um, Robinson did his thing today. He came out, ran hard. Uh, J.D. McKissick wearing number 23, threw everybody off, (laughs) threw everybody off. He did his, he did his thing. Uh, Jonathan Williams led the team in rushing. This is a guy that Paulie says runs angry every time he get the ball. He did it again today. Five five carries, 31 yards, 6.2 uh, per rush. He had a longer 13. Now, I, I said that running back's room is full of competition, right? I'm going to say it. You may have to pull it up, or if you ask me to, to tell you the running backs that's in the room, I will. Kirby, I'm going to uh, list off the running backs. I just need your one through four and who makes your practice squad. I know it's way too early to do this. Um, but that competition in that running mm-hmm. back room is it, going to be real, right? So I'm gonna set it up for y'all right here. Give me your one through five, um, one through four, and who's your practice squad running back? Here are the running backs we have on the roster Antonio Gibson. We got uh, why they have Bonafide, Bonafide, uh, Reggie, Reggie Bonafide. They have them at wide, uh, I think they played them at wide receiver a lot. Um, Antonio Gibson, McKissick, Patterson. Brian Robinson, Jonathan Williams. Those are your running backs right there. If we keep four, who are your four 
And who's the practice squad? Um, I'll say, I'll go out on a limb and say Robinson, Gibson. Let's see. Robinson, Gibson, Patterson. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, man, I lost them. Um, that's three. Who else was there again? All right, I'm really rusty here. No, I got you. I got you. You, uh, you're missing JD. He's wearing number twenty-three. And then... JD McKissick, number four. All right. Then and... other two on the practice squad, if not cutting one. All right. So I got you. Say it. Who you got? Uh, I got McKissick, Robinson, Gibson. Um. What was the other dude? I forgot the other dude's name. I'm talking about him. You got Patterson, oh, Patterson, Patterson, Williams, and then you got Bonif- Reggie Bonifa. What's, what's Williams' first name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan uh, Williams. It's not that one from Carolina. This is a different one. That's what I was about to say. That's one in Carolina. <laughs> I, can, I can agree with you. I, I I get where you're coming from with and that it's, one. And, and it's a, a toss up of those last two between Bonifant and Williams. I would, I would go I would go Robinson McKissick Gibson Patterson and then toss up between the last two who makes a list and one may be cut and another one may go to practice squad. I got you. Okay, this is the way it's shaking down for me. Um, <clears throat> it's shaking out for me. I'm going Robinson one, Gibson two, JD McKissick three. That's my third down back. So Gibson may get some run, may not get some run. Uh, I'm going Williams. As number four, and give me Jared Patterson to the practice squad. Um, and that that really is going to determine, you know, it's going to be hard. But if he plays special teams, he'll suit up on game day. You know what I mean? And then that way we have five running backs active. But uh, I don't know. Patterson practice squad is what Bruce Glass says, or did Coach Ron Rivera see his name? And think he was making a comeback. Uh, no, that's not him. And Bruce Glass said uh, <laughs> Robinson, Gibson, JD, and Williams. So I think we are in lockstep right there. No, oh, that's what it's coming from. Are you talking about Jonathan Williams that used to play with the Carolina Panthers with the Angela Williams? It's a different one. Yeah, Gibson fumbles again and he gets bumped. Yeah, he said Gibson fumbles again and he gets bumped. Yeah, I, exactly. I can appreciate that. I agree. I agree. All right, so our wide receiver room is another room that is really tough to call. Um, I think a couple of people made cases for themselves today. Uh, I still think it's too early, to be honest. I I think so, too. I think so, too. And I think the the real tale for our wide receiver room will be game two as to who we we look at. So, hey, I need y'all for game two to pay attention because when we come back for game two and looking at game two, we will ask about that wide receiver room next Saturday. Um, so get ready, make write write down your notes, do what you got to do and let us know who you think is uh we'll, we'll stack them up the same way we did the running backs today. Uh, Kirby, when you going live on Kirby sports again, man? Um, I mean, we've been producing episodes. We're slowly but surely getting back into it and hopefully 
producing some more live podcasts here in the near future. You can check out everything, anything, everything, the Kirby on Sports podcast at www.kirbyonsports.com and follow us on Twitter at Kirby on Sports, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. You can find me on Twitter at by Josh Kirby. There you go. There you go. I got you, Bruce. Bruce says, good to have depth at multiple positions right here. That's what he said. So, hey, Tuesday, we have Miss Candy Waller joining her. Yes. She's great. She's great. We got her on on Tuesday. You want to pay attention because Miss Waller is everything Washington uh, commanders, wizards, mystics. The mystics last game is tomorrow. Uh, make sure y'all check them out, and we will uh, definitely ask Miss Candy about their playoff chances once we find out who they will be facing in the playoffs. So catch us Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here. I'll Don't be forget, tuned in. Tuned in, Kirby. You you might be here. <laughs> no. All right. Just hey, but uh, make sure y'all stick with us, and don't forget that tomorrow morning five. 5 a.m. You will be able to listen back to this podcast again on any platform that you wish. Uh, that's audio, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and uh, catch it. You catch it wherever you get a podcast when you roll it down the road and you want to see what's going on and, and check back in with us. Say it. You know, we call it the OG Classic because we get in and we get out. <laughs> Go, dog. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs>